uh, since at the very beginning the, uh, the Chachomim have been criticized, the Chazal have been criticized by the left wing, whether it was the Tzedukim in the old days or the reform and conservative in our time about being so finickety about such seemingly irrelevant things. Uh, the shiurim, exactly what, what shear, what, what, what measurement is an isur, what isn't, the differences between in millimeters and grams, and it gets very, very, very tight. Um, and the, this Gemara deals with it. Dafyud Gimel Amadarov deals with that very issue, and it's, it's a beautiful Gemara. Firstly, this, we, we don't have time to do the, the whole Gemara in terms of uh, it's dealing with the very concept of shiurim, of these measurements and how they came to them and, and so on. Uh, but it's particularly important because of the dialogue between Rabbi Zaira and, and Rabbi Yirmiya. Rabbi, these are two very important people. We've spoken about them before. Uh, they both were born in Bovel and they went to Israel to, to learn. Rabbi Zaira learned with Rabbi Yochanan. And uh, Rabbi Yirmiya was a Talmud of Rabbi Zaira. He learned with Rabbi Zaira. Rabbi Yimir, whenever the Gemara in, uh, in, in the Bavli says, Amri b'marova, they say in the West, which means in Eretz Yisroel. Uh, the Gemara in Sanhedrin says they're referring to Rabbi Yirmiya. That's, that's how important an authority Rabbi Yirmiya is. Um, so we just need a bit of context as we get into, the, into this dialogue. Um, and Rabbi Zaira was also a really, a really interesting person. Um, and they lived in Tveria. That's where, that's where they were. Uh, that's where the yeshiva was. Rabbi Zaira was a Rosh Yeshiva in Tveri. He learned under Rabbi Yochanan there. Um, and it, it's interesting, the Gemara in Sanhedrin, the Flamet Zayn that I bring, talks about the fact that Rabbi Zaira was in the Kiruv business. Uh, Kiruv didn't start with Chabad, and Kiruv didn't start with Or Sameach or with Eish HaTorah. Rabbi Zaira was in the Kiruv business, and the Chachomim weren't very happy about it. Uh, so that the whole issue about whether Kiruv, how much Kiruv, um, and he used to be Mikarev, very rough characters. And that's what the Chachomim weren't, weren't happy about. To be Mikarev people, that's fine, but to be Mikarev, rough characters, he wasn't very happy about. Um, and part of the, uh, uh, part of the issue is, 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 is the method, how one's Mikarev them, what they really intend. intend. And the Gemara says in Sanhedrin that he used to, these rough characters used to hang around, Chachomim weren't happy. After he died, they did tshuva. They, the Kiruv worked after Rabbi Zaira died. Because as long as Rabbi Zaira was alive, they said to themselves, he loves us, so we can carry on having a good time. Rabbi Zaira will be mispalo, he'll dive into Hashem to forgive us. But once Rabbi Zaira died, they got scared. So, they, um, so then, they did, then they, did, uh, they did tshuva. So that's quite an interesting thing. That Kiruv, for, for, you've got to die for Kiruv. Difficult to know, isn't it? It's, a, it's a difficult to know whether, whether it is that it took, took him to die before they did tshuva, or ultimately they did tshuva, so it was all worthwhile. Difficult to know what it, what it really is. But you see the conflict, the tension between uh, kiruv or not kiruv work uh, in the sense of, again, people who are not fit. Nobody has any problem with doing kiruv with people who are, are, are proper, appropriate to learn Torah and to be part of Torah. But if they don't have the character, uh, for Torah, then the, the question is, are you Mekar of them, or, 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 you don't, or you're not Mekar of them? The Rambam Paskin Salah, if you're not allowed to teach Torah, the Mishael, the Talmud She'en, or Hagun, the Morah, that you can't teach Torah to a, a person who's not refined, uh, because just, it makes them worse, it doesn't make them better. Um, the, the t- Torah is the, 
Rambam says uh, it's like in Ma'amel Torah, water uh, Torah makes what you have bigger and bigger and more and stronger. Just as water, you water the weeds, and, and weeds become bigger weeds. You water a flower, it becomes a bigger flower. So Torah, if you if you give Torah to a Balgaiva, he becomes a bigger Balgaiva. An arrogant person learns Torah, he becomes more arrogant, not less. So and and that's why. The Baalei Musa used to say, the Musa is so important as a, pre, as a pre-requirement. You've got to be a mensch before you learn Torah. Torah doesn't turn a non-mensch into a mensch. It turns a mensch into a better mensch. Uh, and that's part of the problem that a lot of the Chacham had with, with Kiruv. If you're not going to be selective as to who you're Makarov, or teach Musa first before you do anything else, then you're teaching Torah to people who it's not going to do any good for. Um, and in a sense, these people, until Rabbi Zeira died, remained Biruni. They remained these gangsters. Anyway, that's, Ra- that's Rabbi Zeira and Rabbi, Rabbi Yirmiya. And the Gemara tells us that the Gemara works out that any wheat that, that is harvested on Sukkot, or around Sukkot's time, must have grown a third before Rosh Hashanah. So in, again, as we were discussing yesterday, that cutoff point of, of when... when when it grew, when it's considered to have grown, it applies to Shemitah, it applies to Trumas and Maestras. If, if it's ready for harvesting at Sukkot time, it must have been a third grown by Rosh Hashanah time. Omele Rabbi Yirmiya Rabbi Zeira. It's such a beautiful, I mean, it's so beautiful that Rabbi Yirmiya feels comfortable asking these questions. He asked many difficult questions. They threw him out of the base of Medrash several times because he made them, Moran Bovabasa talks about how they threw him out of the base of Medrash because he was asking these crazy questions. But you see that he keeps going, he keeps at it. And he says to Rabbi Zeira, Really? Do the Rabbonin know exactly it's a third grown? Or is it just like a millimeter less than a third grown? Do they know, Rabbonin know, that on Rosh Hashanah it's exactly a third grown? And if it's less than a third or more than a third, it's going to have different halachas. And the Rabbonin know exactly what it is. Who are these Rabbonin? Amalei, Rabbi Zeru says, And it's that phrase I'm interested in. Haven't I told you before, don't take yourself out of halacha. So there's an idea of being in halacha or out of halacha. We think of halacha as something you learn, something you know, something you... No, there's such a thing as being in halacha or being out of halacha. Don't take yourself out of halacha. Kol midot chachamim keinhu. That's how the chachamim did midot. And the Gemara then goes into various different midot. The fact that a mikveh has to be 40 sa'ah because that's what covers a normal sized person. If it's one cc less than 40 sa'ah, it doesn't work. So you're going to ask, hey, really, one cc and it really makes the difference? That's what they, that's what they fix. And that when we talk about a beitza, the shear of a beitza, the measurement of an, of an egg, and, and it has connotations for, for Yom Kippur. It has connotations for uh, Tumor and Tyro. A beta, exactly, they figured out that a beta is what a person can swallow, and one little bit more, one little bit less, or a, a, a cloth that's, that a person is Tome sits on, if it's three by three, and if it's one thread less than three by three, then does that make all the difference? But that's how the Chachomim did it. Um, says the... Um, the Rashi, what is Lord Tafik Chachamim? If you start questioning Shiurim, the measurements, then you're out of halacha. 
Again, that's what I want to really, really focus on, what that means and why that's so important. Now, we're not going to go into the whole sugya. If we had time, it wonderful sugya. We had Gomorrahs in, back in Yuma and of Ein Tess and Pei. We had it in, Sukha, in Erevin and Dav Dalet. We had it in Sukkah and Dav Hay. Are Shiurim from Doraisa or Drabonin? Do the measurements come from the Torah or is it the Drabonin? So we won't go into that. One thing's clear, the, the Torah tells us they are Shiurim because the Torah tells us if you eat um, treif, then uh, that, that, that's an issue. So how much treif? Somebody has to tell us what the measurement is. Uh, we've got a Rishus Harabim. What is a Rishus Harabim? All these terms that we get from the Torah, the Torah doesn't tell us exactly what the criteria are. So clearly the Torah, is, there, there are measurements in the Torah. We just have to determine what exactly those measurements are. Uh, and to question the measurements takes you out of halakha. And Rabbi Nechananel says, By saying, how could it be? That question. You can ask all sorts of questions. As you see, the Gemara is full of questions. Questions, questions are legitimate. But how could the Chachomim work that out? Don't go there. That's the one thing you don't go to. Says the Ritvo. Ritvo, just one of the, that school that we've been talking about uh, the, the Ramban had Talmudit, among his Talmudim were the Rashbo and the Rao. The Rashbo and the Ra, uh, Rao had a Talmud who was the Ritvo. The Ritvo was the Talmud of the Rashbo and the Rao was the Talmud of the Talmudim of the Ramban, so it's that Spanish school. And the Ritvo is a beautiful style of, of, of writing. As I've said to you, some Rishonim are just write better than others. Um, and somewhat easier to, to understand. The Ritvo is just beautifully written and, and philosophical. He's, he's a, in a sense modern. Maybe the reason we can understand him more easily is he has a, a modern element to him. Um, and he says uh, very important words. Didn't I tell you not to do this? Don't question the Chachomim as if it's general information, as if you're in a university as if you're talking about, about something in physics or chemistry. That's not the question to ask. Your questions have to be different from the way you would ask them in a secular environment. And then, the, and then he says, um, So what, what is, Rav, is Rabbi um, Yumi really asking? Is he asking, do they really know that that's the, the number? that it's a kibetza, that it's 40 side, do they really know that that's the number? Or is he asking, does it really make a difference if it's a, a half a gram more or less? Is that really going to make the difference? The, the Ritvo seems to mix the two. And he says, You'll never have a measurement. If you question every measurement, you'll never have a measurement. And then, you, and then you've got no halacha. That's why th this is a, a first principle of halacha. If you start questioning the axiom, then there's nothing after the axiom. So there are certain axioms you've got to accept, and those are the shiurim. And, and then the, the chachomim can't mess around and say, yes, but if it's just a little more, this is a small person, so he gets covered by less than 40 sah. This is a big person, so he needs more than 40 sah. You can't work with that. You've got to establish objective criteria. That's how halacha works. So there's a mechanism, there's a mechanics to halacha. And if you question the shiurim, you're undermining the whole system of halacha. So you've got to accept that the Chachomim, whether they got it from the Torah or not, whether it was Sinai or it wasn't from Sinai, whether they worked it out or they did, it doesn't make a difference. If you're inside Halakha, it doesn't make a difference. What's important is, what are those Shirim? What are those limits? That's what's, imp well, that's what's important. 
Uh, the, the fact that you need limits, yes. You need to know what the limits are, why there are different limits for different arachot, yes. But exactly how they came to that particular thing is just irrelevant. It's not a question to ask. Um, what, what's important in the read for when he's mixing them, he says, I'll call panim. Really, Rabbi Yirmir is asking about how did they even get to that number. But in any case, it says, I'll call panim kolamidot chachamim kachem. Uh, meaning, and apart from that, you've got to work with the fact that they are they are assumptions. These, these are fixed numbers that the Chachomim gave. Because even if you say there's a way you can understand how they got to 40 Sa'ah for a mikveh, why didn't they say you need more for a very big person? Why didn't they say you can have less for a small person? So you see that Chachomim are working with these objective criteria which they set up, which aren't always exactly right. That doesn't matter. What's important is that for the halachic system to operate, you need the engineering. You need the, the measurements. You need structure. Uh, in halacha, there are three parts of to halacha. There is the ideology of halacha, the philosophy of halacha. There's the ben odom lechaveru, and many. There's the musar in halacha, the derech eretz in halacha, the refinement. What the halacha does for a human being, and then there's the structure. What are the what are the shirim? How much? When? There's the structure, and to question the structure. You, you get into difficulty. It's like a building. You'll start saying, do you really need this level of reinforcement? And if it's a little less, does it make a difference? That's how buildings collapse. Uh, because, yes, you can't argue, does one centimeter make a difference? Or that, but you've got to be precise. You, in engineering, you've got to be precise. In halakha, in the engineering part of halakha, there is an, an engineering dimension of halakha. That has to be precise. Don't start questioning that. Once that's in place, you can question the meaning and the philosophy and where you apply it and how you apply it and does it apply today and where does it apply. You can do all that questioning, but you can't question the actual structure. Then you're outside of halacha, and that's why that phrase is so important. Don't put yourself outside of halacha by questioning the dimensions. The dimensions are, are given. It's not important how they, we got to it and where they came from. You see in the Gemara, there's not clarity. Did it come from Sinai? Is it Midir Drabon? Is it Midir Isa? There's not clarity. doesn't matter. It's not important. What's important is what are the Shirim and, and, and within that to, to operate and within that to work. Um, later on, Ravina says, you, you, he comes to it himself. He's not, he's not very intimidated but by Rabbi Zaira saying, don't put yourself outside of halacha. In the Gemara, he reasons it out himself. Hadar Amar, he then said, oh, you know, actually, this isn't a great question. And he reads it, and it, that means, says the Ritvo at the bottom, Klomar Shazir Davar Tivihu. I can give myself proofs that it is normal. This is not some supernatural thing. It is possible to fix these numbers, and we see examples of it. And he goes through the examples, and then he undoes them all, and he comes to the conclusion and says, you know what, no, it actually doesn't work. At the end, Rabbi Zaira is right. You've just got to accept that these are, these are the dimensions. So it's a beautiful dialogue between Rabbi Yirmi and himself, and between Rabbi Yirmi and Rabbi Zaira, in which we get the, him, him coming to terms with the fact. Somebody as great as Rabbi Yirmiya reasons through and comes to terms with the fact that you can't question the, the dimensions, you can't question the measurements. And it's so in, the, in all those areas of li life, in, in, in business it's, it's so, in every profession it's so. You've got to differentiate between the things that you question and the things which are irrelevant to question. There are just certain principles that you work with, and, and they're, they're rules, they're principles, they're first principles, they're principles of economics. Yes, you can go to university and you can study and discuss for years and years why it's like that, and is it like that, and isn't it like that. At the end of the day, there's certain givens that, that we know are facts. Work with those. 
you work with the principles, you don't question the principles. You question everything else, but you don't question the first principles. And so it's important to be able to clarify what is an unquestionable foundational um, axiom and what is an application where you do, where you do question. And in halakha, that's an important, an important distinction to be able to make. What are the things that if we question, we're undermining the structure of halakha? And what are the things where we have to question in business, in philosophy, in every area? What are the things you want to question because that enables you to understand and to apply? And what are the things that you don't question because that's the structure in which you operate? And that's the idea. In which is the key term. You're in it. If you're outside of it, if you're standing outside and questioning it, you're not in halakha. If you're standing outside physics and you're questioning whether gravity is true or not, you're not in physics. You're in physics when you say, yeah, gravity is true, that's for sure. Now let's figure out what to do about it. But to start questioning whether it is or it isn't, then you're outside of the discipline. And halakha also, don't take yourself outside of the halakhic realm.